finished adjusting your mic stand there, James? I'll take that as a yes. <laughs> How have the last two weeks been? I'm very tired, Colin. Oh, makes I, two I, of us. I know. I know that this is a. We promised never to do this. Like, say we're unwell on the podcast ever again. But the last two nights, I haven't gotten to sleep until after like half three, Blech. just because I can't. And then I wake up with a sunrise because oh. it's so bright, and my curtain. I've got like triple layer and like blinds, and then like two layers of curtains. But I need any thicker curtains. You need blackout blinds. You need Vanta blinds. I need, you need. I need blackout blinds. Right. Well. Okay. First of all. I will wager that I am as tired as you. We'll get to that in a minute. I'll allow it. Um, and also, I could give you some sleeping pills, which were posted to me today, because <laughs> wow. I was asked by a freelancer, well, a client, to be like, hey, can you review a product for us? And it turns out it's sleeping pills. <laughs> Shouldn't they, like, be doing, like, a study with that? People that have... S- more specific sleep no. troubles, like diagnosed sleep troubles. So what they want is someone to do that. Hey, everybody, like handheld with a, a phone selfie right. video. I've been trying Nutriblast Sleep Aid. Here's what I think. And then just say how brilliant <laughs> I it is. just record yourself sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> Here's how successful it was. Yeah, no doubt. So I could give you those because I do not plan on having any of them. No, no, it's cool. But of course, I'm going to record the video being like, this product changed my life. I suddenly went from not sleeping to sleeping. <laughs> Great. I used to sleep two hours every three days. Now I sleep eight hours per night. Exactly eight hours. It's really weird, actually, how okay. precisely eight hours it is. <laughs> so uh, the main cause of my uh, lack of sleep is on Tuesday night, I was in London. Right. Watching wrestling because I'm that kind of guy. Oh, there's a cat. Oh yeah, I might have to feed her halfway through the podcast. Okay, she gets too noisy. So I was in uh, I was in London watching wrestling because I'm a cool guy, and I booked that about six months ago, knowing that I was probably going to have to work the next day because I'd been away the week before up north on holiday, which was was good fun. Uh, see you later, Zelda. Bye. Bye. And so I had booked the overnight sleeper train. Oh dear. But yeah, I booked a seat on a sleeper train. <laughs> booked a seat. <laughs> I'd because uh, I was like, oh, it's fine. I'll, I'll sleep. Nope, absolutely not. So bolt upright with all the lights <laughs> on, like just the rumbling off a train as you would expect. Mm-hmm, yeah, Ice. Well, and I was like lying on the seat next to me. I was trying to lie across the window. I only had my hoodie and a t-shirt, which was too small for me. So I was like exposing Your my arms is like my back to the world, and it was just cold and horrible. And I maybe slept for an hour, and then. On the Wednesday morning, having arrived at half past seven and got to my flat at half past eight, jumped in a car and went to Fort William to yeah. film a feature for STV on an hour's sleep. And so when that airs, you're going to look tired. A couple of months, I will look absolutely terrible. <laughs> did, you, did they not do your makeup for you? And the shooting actually went really, really well. Right. And Fort William is lovely. And it is. I was tempted to climb Ben Nevis whilst I was there, but we'll, we'll, go, we'll go back and try that again sometime. Yeah. So. Then I was in Aberdeen on Thursday and Friday, and it's been non-stop. It's you're been really a, good. You're a traveller. I've left the flat once this week. <laughs> really?
This is episode 167 of Seesaw Parade. Yes, I did have to hold up my phone and look at the number there because I had forgotten. <laughs> uh, this is Seesaw Parade. I'm Colin. He's James. I am, and that's Zelda. In the same room featuring a cat who is very desperately trying to get your attention. She really, really wants your dinner. But she is early. You're not hungry yet, you big deceiver. Okay. Uh, Cats are well known for lying all the time. Absolutely. So this is, of course, Scotland's uh, most least dull <laughs> podcast. I nearly got it wrong. Well, that's <laughs> the same, the most least dull. Yeah, most least dull. And also the longest running season one of any Scottish-based entertainment podcast in history. Season two coming to you, 2020. It's going to be 2020. I mean, I looked... <laughs> I looked at the number of weeks we have left and the number of episodes we're on. It's not going to happen, James. Really 2020, sorry. season two. Twenty, Yeah, season two coming 2020. It's going to be like uh, the, the gap that Game of Thrones took. Yeah. Whole year and a half. We promise season two won't just be six disappointments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it will be a hundred disappointments. Okay. James, uh, let's, let's dive in, shall we? Let's start with Jeremy Kyle. Now, of course, this is the news that the show, which has been running on ITV for over a decade... The most popular daytime TV program. Absolutely. In the UK. Biggest audience share compared to any other show on at the same time. The show has been axed after one of the guests, a week after filming, died. Mm-hmm. Which is tragic. Yeah. So, of course, there was uh, some criticism at first, which then became an uproar, which then became, ah, uh, let's just end the show there. Let's cancel this show. What What have you made of this entire scenario? All these shows need to be cancelled. All these shows that like, take advantage of people's troubled lives need to be cancelled. And granted, a lot of these shows, it's just a bunch of people acting. There is no actual trouble. Okay. They just pay people to do it. But there's also the like minority that are people that have genuine troubles and they're going to try and sort it out on TV for a wee paycheck. And it's, it's going to cause damage eventually, no matter what the show is. Well, as, as, you, as you say, yes, it has been causing damage and, is, and has caused some serious damage, particularly to, uh, in, the, in the last couple of weeks. So, yeah. But my question, James, then, if I'm playing devil's advocate, is this is the biggest show ITV had. Yeah. People clearly enjoy it and watch it in, you know, it's over a million plus, nearly two million people a day. Yeah. So, so surely the problem is the audience. Well, yeah, but there's like there's a German word for it, and everyone, every, I don't, I don't know how to say it. Schadenfreude. That's the one. Like we all enjoy other people's pain. Yes. Right. We all, we all, we all just like to see people hurting. For James some Charles, reason. for example, he comes to mind. Yeah, and the spectacle of people's lives being difficult, or people's moments being difficult, and broadcasting, and everyone collectively basically laughing at it. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So, like, people enjoy that very naturally. It's not like wrong to enjoy it because it's just human to enjoy it, but if a show is taking advantage of that enjoyment and taking advantage of people, they need to stop. There's a line of, for these things that has been crossed and has been crossed for a long time. But but similarly to the Lyra McKee story, where an actual murder was the catalyst for politicians to come around the table, was it say that actually the death of a guest, presumably from suicide, mm-hmm. has now ended the show? Is it Did it really take somebody dying? Yeah. For people to wake up and be like, oh, maybe this show is actually not that good at an idea after all. Yeah, it did. And that's because when things are popular, people close their eyes to the problems. They, they, they don't want to see the issues because it's giving entertainment to many. And none of them want to think that it's an issue because then they feel guilty. And it's giving money to the people that run it. And they don't want to think about it at all because it's giving them money. That's very true. Okay, let's move on. Some politicians were weighing in on Jeremy Kyle, but talking of Labour and the Tories, they've also been talking about Brexit. And in actual fact, the talks about Brexit between the government and Labour 
ending without agreement. Oh, su- surprise. Hell surprise. Jeremy Corbyn uh, was blaming Theresa May and said the discussions had gone as far as they can. And Theresa May said the lack of a common position within Labour made talks difficult. So, again, both sides <laughs> blaming each other. I mean, yeah, because the Conservative Party well-renowned right now for having common positions on things <laughs> within the party. <laughs> What I don't even know what what's happening now. Like where where are we? We're at a dead end. Yeah, nothing's gonna happen. Theresa May's been forced to tell us when she's gonna quit, and she's gonna quit after Brexit. But that's just never gonna happen. She so she, yeah, you're right. She's promised to set a timetable for the election of her successor, um, which is gonna be apparently in the mid middle of June. Is she's gonna tell everybody when it's gonna be? Right. So she's got to plan Brexit by then to announce when Brexit is, and then right after that, we're gonna have a, an election that Boris Johnson's gonna try and win. Yes. Let's not let him win. But he's going to. He's going to. Let's not let's just try not to let him win. Okay. Just none of the established. Let's let's let some random guy win. Just let's pick a guy off the street, he'd be better. So some people are now saying that the Prime Minister's plan is actually not dead. Because there's still some options for Theresa May. She can go back to some of her own party, uh, asking some of the other candidates what they would be willing to sacrifice. For example, hey, if if you let me do this. I'll let Boris Johnson be Prime Minister in a month. Right, yeah. So do you believe that this is the solution? I mean, it could be. But what would anyone give to have Boris Johnson be the Prime Minister like a month faster than he's going to be anyway? he is is insanely popular inside the party. He's going to be the the party leader no matter what after this, for whatever reason. Well, because party likes him and so does Russia. But um, (laughs) Theresa might be able to convince some of the hardline Brexiteers that aren't happy with a middling deal to swing to the middling deal if they can get Boris. But I don't really see how they get... They don't get their Brexit that way either. Yeah. Okay. You can't you can't Brexit harder after you've already Brexited, I don't think. We've got some movie news and trailers coming up, as well as what we've been watching recently, which is packed full of things, including Detective Pikachu, John Wick 2, and Game of Thrones. Yay. But first, let's go... Back. That yay was specifically for the first two items. Right, okay, <laughs> let's, let's go back in the meantime to the hard, scary news for a start. Iran's foreign minister said he doesn't believe war is going to break out in the region amid concerns over rising tensions with America, which is great. The US have been uh, shipping a variety of warships and planes to the Gulf in recent days. Yeah. Or what it's describing is Iranian threats. Mm, mm-hmm. uh, the very clear Iranian threats of like these, protecting themselves. Yeah, what these threats are, I am unclear. Well, I'm pretty sure in an interview, the like ambassador to the US for Iran was getting asked and i think it was on like one of the left's less right-wing networks he was getting asked um would like he he was saying we iran iran would defend itself if america came in to attack us unprovoked and then the anchors were like so what you're saying is you're threatening us with war it's like it's defense defending yourself yeah you're, you're allowed to do that the whole chat from the Iranians is just about defending themselves if someone crosses their borders completely illegally, like against against UN um, anything and against all agreements, which is America's thing. It's just going into other countries and interfering. Like every single president since um, World War Two could be impeached for 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 what they do because they yeah. all invade some random country, which is entirely wrong. Totally illegal. Yeah, but they all get away with it. Every single president gets away with it from like interfering in other, other countries. So now that it's an established thing that America just interferes, Iran's saying, don't do it to us. <laughs> we will defend ourselves. And America's then going, is that a threat? We're going to send our ships over for th- 
Why? But it's Trump's keen on this. Do you expect there to be a conflict? Trump wants one, and his aides want one, because presidents that are in a war get re-elected. Yes, And the election's coming up. So if they can get a war going, and they can get all their 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 buddies that own the weapons industry richer in the meantime they can also get their president re-elected okay let's uh, finish up the hard news by talking about whatsapp my link isn't working so i'm having to google it on the fly uh, this is the story Fortunately, ab- we can edit this absolutely um this is the story of whatsapp apparently the safest most secure app in the world super encrypted app super end-to-end encrypted. encryption yeah so but now it got hacked yeah so what happened it can't be that secure then yeah there must be some little um middle middle area that they haven't told us about where messages are actually getting like processed in the middle decrypted and then re-encrypted yeah for the second user that, that just has to be the case end-to-end encryption like if done correctly which isn't impossible cannot be hacked and understood yep you can intercept all messages you want but you cannot decrypt them Unless your encryption methods are bad. Okay, let's just explain a little bit more about this. This is reportedly the Israeli cyber intelligence company NSO. Oh, those good guys, the Israelis. Israelis, lovely bunch of lads, uh, who were phoning their targets. And even if the call wasn't picked up, all that's all that was needed. The call, they called the victim and then they installed their spyware, which allowed them to view the messages right. and their information. So they're, so they're actually getting to the second end. They're getting to the second yeah, phone. Yeah, but then also the call sometimes was hidden from logs. People wow. would be unaware that they'd even been called in the first place. Wow, yeah. So that makes sense. It's less of a middle ground attack, middle, middle, middleman attack than it is you. You're taking over someone else's phone. So if you get taking over the receiver's phone, you get to see what they see. So you actually do get to see the decrypted message. So this is scary if it's like a, a cybersec agency that's tied to a country, any country, because that means that that country now has power over potential like journalists in foreign countries, politicians in foreign countries. Right. They could have they could have like got dirt on anyone. But let me ask, because I remember talking about WhatsApp in the past, and you were very skeptical about the whole end-to-end encryption software in the first place. You said you know there 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 are there's going to be a, a vulnerability somewhere. Yeah, and it's been exposed now. So surely WhatsApp have to say, "Oh, sorry, guys, we got it wrong. We did, we, we did, we did a bad thing." Yeah. So they, they, it turns out that there is, and as always, the hackers are ahead of the encryptors. That's always going to be the case. In this, in this instance, they were so far ahead that they managed to get millions of people worldwide. Um, I don't just, I don't trust anything that Facebook owns because Facebook tries to gather all your data anyway. Yep. So what's probably happened here is the hackers have found Facebook's method of gathering your data. And just used the same thing, but sent the information to themselves. Great. Great. Restoring my faith. Don't trust Facebook. Don't trust Google. Don't trust anyone. Okay. Build your own phones. Good. Solid information and advice from James there. Let's uh, talk about some movie news now. And James, we have a new Batman. We do. We got a new Batman. A new Batman. It's being played by... Robert Cedric Pat- Diggory. Robert Pattinson. I yes, Allah Cedric Diggory. Allah. Best role. The dude from Twilight. What's his What's his name? Edward. Twilight. Ed. Edward Cullen. Yeah. So um yeah, Robert Pattinson is in negotiations, but now, that it's all apparently it's all but confirmed. Yeah. He's the new Batman. Yeah. 
What do you yeah, think it's about this? Yeah, there's no negotiations, but yeah, like it's it's good. He's got a good jaw. He's actually a good actor. He's have got a good jaw. Yeah, a good jaw is very important for Batman. Role. It is. It is absolutely. Um, he's he's a, he's a good actor, and originally I thought it's really cool because they're casting someone quite young for the role. They might yeah. be doing a younger Batman, but then. He's older than Christian Bale is when Christian Bale got cast. Really? Yeah. <laughs> he's older than Christian Bale in Batman Begins, I believe. You How can, old is he? You can Google that one. He's older than we think, apparently. Okay, right, fair enough. It's, I mean, he was like kind of old for the Harry Potter films, he's right? 33. Right. He was probably 23 when Harry Potter came out. Yeah. Okay, well, fair enough. You're right. Yeah, Christian Bale was 31 when Batman Begins came out. That's crazy. So he's not a kid at all. They could just do the same story again. But, you know, they could do anything interesting with this. It looks like they're trying to do something different with this 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 Batman arc and having an actor that is a wee bit different to the past Absolutely. is pretty cool. Okay, and the, the rumoured villains are Penguin and Catwoman. Those are standard villains for Batman. <laughs> Catwoman yeah. being your, like, maybe villain, maybe, maybe not. like she always is and then penguin is being a bad guy you know because that's what penguin does yeah i've never seen i'm yet to see penguin played with any sort of degree of uh i want to say convincibility that's not the word that's not even a word did you see gotham no i didn't the penguin and gotham is pretty good okay Right, well, yeah. I'll, I'll add it's, that it's to com- Because it's a completely different feel to, like, the just goofy, short, fat guy. Don, yeah, Danny DeVito playing yeah. Penguin with a hook nose. Like, all the cartoons and all, yeah, all just, like, someone who just looks like a penguin. Right, okay. Yeah. No, so the one in Gotham's pretty good. Right, so we are we are all for Robert Pattinson. Yeah, Pattinson. I'm, I'm, I'm all for this new, arc, this new arc of Batman. And it's Matt Reeves who's directing, who did uh, the Apes The Apes trilogy. Films. Yeah. Which are awesome. Good. They're great. So yeah. this is a good sign. Okay, let's talk very briefly. Sherlock Holmes 3 has been pushed back a year, but Robert Downey Jr. and Jude Law are both very keen to return. So, good news? Yeah, could be good. Okay. Like, quite a lot of the shots in both films so far have been at least really good, right? The shots look nice. If I see a film that makes me go like, oh yeah, that's good. I kind of of enjoyed the second one. Yes, even that. Like, if you go in expecting a really, like, mind-blowing detective film, you're going to be disappointed. But if you go in just expecting, like, an action flick with... With Robert Downey with Jr. Robert Downey speaking Jr. like this. Speaking like that, yeah. <laughs> Doing his thing where he breaks down how to fight a person and then does that. So he monologues it in advance. Then you're going to be really happy for okay. the second one. So it's probably going to be the same for the third one. Don't expect a detective film, but expect, expect like a pretty expensive looking action film set in a while back with monologues about how to fight people. Okay, let's uh, go He's to the got most... a ruptured spleen. I'm going to punch that. <laughs> I, I knew he had a ruptured spleen because it sounds funny. <laughs> you can hear it going... Okay. Okay, so it's uh, the most surprising news of the week now. <laughs> Chris Rock, as in the comedian who was due to host the Oscars until somebody found a tweet he sent 10 years ago, yep. uh, is set to reboot the Saw franchise with right. what's being called a twisted new film. Because right, the Saw films aren't twisted enough. Well, exactly. I mean, that's one thing I would never associate with Saw is twisted. No, they're pretty tame. Be like, yeah. It's a great reboot of the Saw franchise. Middling. No, so this is uh, the comedian actually approached the studio Lionsgate with a new concept, which will be both a reimagining and a spin-off based around Jigsaw, who's mm. the killer. This could uh, be good. Thoughts about this? Yeah, no, it could be good. Comedians very often have like the like brilliant, most brilliant ideas for how to put a spin yes, on things. It's his idea. How to write stories. So if this is his idea, then it could be great because comedians like that's their job is to look at the whole world and try and find some way to spin it in a different way to everybody else. So if he can if he can spin stories in different ways to everybody else, then he can do this. Okay, good. Now let's, uh, before we get to some trailers and what we've been watching, 
Uh, we're going to talk about these duo in a minute. The next Star Wars movie, oh, which yeah. is going to be coming in 2022, is going to be from the directors of Game of Thrones, D&D, or Benioff and Vice, who are the two the two lads yeah. who, are, who have been uh, making the um, coolly received season eight yes. of Game of Thrones. Yes, yes. They've, they've, they've become a bit less popular uh, as a the bit? show has gone, gone on over the seasons. Okay, so... This I now this is more of the question. We'll, we'll talk about uh, the duo and Game of Thrones at the end of the show. But why, it, of all weeks, did Disney announce this partnership and this uh, writing team, uh, showrunners David Benioff and DB Vice? Why would you announce that news this week? Well, we already knew that they were going to get a trilogy, so I don't know. When, I don't understand why they announced it anyway. It was it was way back when they were, when we knew that Ryan Johnson was going to get a trilogy, which yep. is now not true anymore. We also knew that the Game of Thrones guys were going to get a trilogy. Um, hopefully, that won't be true anymore in a wee while. It's just really weird that they're reiterating this new this news and cementing the fact that it's going to be the the next one. While the showrunners are so unpopular, and possibly it's a move to try and distract us from the show and to bring up their popularity a wee bit. But Disney going behind anyone right now for the Star Wars films isn't going to get any popularity either. They also confirmed that after Rise of Skywalker, which is out at the end of this year, yeah. there will be a three-year gap until this next film, and then it'll be 2022, 2024, and 2026. I mean, they had a two-year gap for the last season of Game of Thrones, right? So <laughs> three years probably won't make a good film. So it's a lot of time for things to go wrong. Yeah, so like they're good producers. They actually they are good writers when they care. They cared about the early seasons, and they were good at them. But we'll save we'll save yeah, this. So for the they end. could make a good Star Wars okay. story. Two trailers to talk about this week, starting with it, Chapter Two. Yeah, this is the sequel to the very very entertaining it movie. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Let's have a listen. I was always Daddy's little girl. What about you? Are you still his little girl, Beverly? Are you? It's me and the Losers Club has officially begun. We can do this, but we have to stick together. Hello. Yeah, I couldn't. Oh, it was bad. I could. I could hardly stand it. You could hardly stand it. Oh man, I, I, watching that gave me all the heebs and all the jeebs. <laughs> is that a, a good thing or? It's a really good thing for a film like this. That's what this film wants to do: is to creep you out without like being overly like cliche yep and that's what it did like i was creeped out all the heaps and jeeps yeah so many of them okay i what i think really makes <laughs> this trailer <laughs> sorry i also laughed a couple of times i just remembered like the dancing granny in the background <laughs> some of the scenes were less creepy and more just like laugh out loud <laughs> yeah i mean i don't obviously i don't really know what's happening in this scene but i like this kind of trailer when yeah. instead of a plot synopsis you're just in one solitary scene for what's close to two minutes yeah and it's really giving you a sense of okay yeah yeah this is this is creepy i don't like this yeah at you all. get to watch a bit of the film to convince you that the film is good there's maybe one line from james mcavoy in which i i can't tell how good his american accent is but yeah i can't even remember the line anymore like all the, i think the casting for this was done really interestingly so what they did to cast the adult versions of the kids from the last film is they asked the child actors or young actors who they would ideally want to play them Did in they? the next film. And they almost got everybody. 
Yeah, so like Finn, whatever, picked McAvoy out, and then they actually managed to get him. And, you know, that kind of thing happened for most of them. It's really cool. That's crazy. Yeah. I didn't know that. It's a really cool way to do the casting. The cast of this film is excellent. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you're, you're just hoping yeah. that it is as entertaining and as scary as the first one was. Yeah, I mean, it was a, the first one was a solid adaption of the start of the book, right? So, the, And then this will be a solid adaption, hopefully, of the rest of the story. Yeah. So that's a really good sign. Second trailer to look at is Angel Has Fallen. Uh-huh. Now, James, you've, you've uh, thrown your head back there. Yeah, let's, uh, Mike Has Fallen. Let's... <laughs> Just to give you, if, if the name doesn't sound familiar, this is the third film in the Has Fallen trilogy. <laughs> starting Started with Olympus Has Fallen a few years ago, then London Has Fallen, and yeah. now... I like how all of London fell. That's Angel, a bit much. Angel Has Fallen. Even Cock Fosters fell. Yeah, I forgot about... <laughs> I forgot about London Has Fallen. Okay, <laughs> it was right. so irrelevant. Anyway, here's some of the trailer. Mike, I'm selecting you for Secret Service Director. Congratulations. I'll give him my best shot, sir. Banning's on his way. What is that? Are they bats? The drones, the drones! Don't move, don't move! I'm coming to you! Right, James, I don't even know where to start with this. I mean, they, they, they ripped off Lord of the Rings. How? <laughs> What's that in the distance? What are those bird things? Oh, everyone get down! <laughs> Just they, they did they just they ripped it off with, with more explosions and the wrong really cool old actor and, and also it's not crows like in Lord of the Rings it's, yeah, it's drones drones which sounds like crows it's very similar yeah. and also the crows in Lord of the Rings didn't explode sorry that's a spoiler. well they never actually like dive bombed the ground either so we can't confirm that maybe they would have <laughs> maybe they would have it's a very good question right um James what did you what did you think of this, this just talk a... talk me through some of the moments that stand out in your head from this trailer. Uh, Right, um, Gerard Butler looks like a sponge. <laughs> he he genuinely looks like he's had an allergic reaction to something. Right, okay. for the whole trailer. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that threw me off immediately. Okay. Um, the plot looks real dumb. It's just very standard, very cliche. Nothing looks interesting. The most interesting shots were like the really, really bad building destruction CGI at the end where it just looks like a blurry mess of a, of a 1998 video game. There's there's a couple things here. Let's talk about that first of all. The, the closing shots of this trailer, clearly they're nowhere near finished. No. And so they've just been like, hey, we need a shot of a building collapsing. We need a really a really big destructive shot, please. Render what you've got right now. Just, yeah, just render it. Uh, we, we haven't finished all the assets. We haven't finished any of the textures. We're just using the pre the presets. <laughs> render it. And, yeah, and they've just they've just said, I don't care. We, we need this shot now. <laughs> just put a filter on it. Blur it. People, can't, people don't, you don't see it. It was blurry. <laughs> it looks so bad. <laughs> so smoke bad. effects on <laughs> And also, the whole premise of this film is that Jared Butler's character has been framed. charged or framed yeah. of the for the attempted murder of the president <laughs> because, like, he was standing beside the lake shore controlling a billion drones <laughs> while attacking a president, like bombing or himself, and like he's he's literally with the president the entire time. He, so he surely... doesn't die if you don't die in an attack. It means you're the attacker. <laughs> so, yeah, but surely this the all you <laughs> require the... is just the president to say. No, he didn't. He actually saved my life. But maybe the president is in hiding and can't can't come out of hiding because he's in danger. 
oh my, the so like the whole the whole concept is a total mess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the first the, fir- the first film was also a mess, but enjoyable because he knew it was going to be bad. So the second yeah. film I didn't watch. It was probably the same. Second, no, London has fallen was bad. Olympus has fallen. At least you're right. At least had that sort of this is ridiculous, but I'm enjoying it vibe. Yeah. So I'm hoping this one has that, but it looks like it's just going to be. Um, all the like the fugitive but bad <laughs> the fugitive but bad with CGI lovely uh, let's finish up this week on Seesaw Parade by talking about what we've been watching and of course if you dear listener have been watching anything a film a uh, TV show a book a gig I don't know maybe you just like climbed a nice hill just like tell us about it send, yeah, it, send in an audio if review you've, if you've gone to the park in the sun on any given day of the week and watched this once in the lake give us or a the loch. give us a review give us a review of the swans or what's if you've that? seen a man sailing a boat but like an rc boat but the rc boat is a sailboat what's an rc boat remote, remote control oh i see you okay. see a man sailing or a woman or a child which you know isn't a man or a woman <laughs> sailing an rc boat that is actually a sailboat and doesn't have an engine let us know about it because those are really cool absolutely yeah it would, it would be great to have some more voices that aren't myself and james on this show yeah, yeah let's yeah, talk yeah. about what we've been watching james i want you to start pick one Pick one. Man, I have finished after months of sitting on episode three, Daredevil, hey. season three. Wow. Yeah. That took you about a year. Yeah, it did. How was it? Yeah, it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. Okay, good. I, I've seen a lot of chat about the last episode being like really off tone and getting it completely wrong, but I thought the last episode was pretty good. Like They resolved the story better than i thought they could it was it was the what i remember of the last episode of, of season three which is the final episode of daredevil yeah uh what i remember is that it was pretty violent very violent more, it's, it's, more violent than the rest of the show they had a, a, a one a 1v1v1 fight at the end three people all battling to the death all of the main villains plus daredevil all yep. doing their own thing and th- it was i thought it was actually pretty good i was surprised like there's a lot of questions about the show that i can't answer i don't understand some of the character deaths i don't understand some of the scenes but that's okay because like the previous marvel shows have set my expectations so low that this show is actually pretty good in comparison good. okay and i like the fact that you know they didn't just go down the yeah he's gone dark now he's the punisher part two he just kills people when he needs to they actually stuck to the character of he's got some morals, very loose morals. People die around him all the time, but he doesn't do the killing blow himself. He's he's very Batman. Yeah, no, he is. He is absolutely. Let me just uh, spin off of that and say I'm still watching the Punisher season two. Yeah, I'll try and watch that next. It's uh, like it's it, it's fine. I just have no urge to finish it because it just hasn't grabbed me. And also, the Punisher is meant to be this badass. As, as I touched on a couple of weeks ago, he's meant to be this badass who kills people, but. He does that, but even people who have even a semblance of a backstory mm-hmm. knew. He was lighting them. He, he just he, he leaves them. He's like, actually, you know what? No, you're all right. Yeah. And that's not really true to the character. Yeah. But John Bernthal's awesome, so I can forgive that. Yeah. So, like, Marvel closing out with, like, some at least okay stuff here yeah. rather than terrible. So that's nice. Okay, let me just tell you what I've been watching the cinema. I went to see Detective Pikachu. Um, nice. <laughs> on Tuesday. How, how were the fluffy Pokemon? There actually aren't enough of them in the film. What? Yeah. No. It's 
It's so strange. This is the worst review of the century. Like the the opening five ten minutes, you're like, okay, there there are Pokemon everywhere. I think they ran out of Pokemon budget. <laughs> I think they did, to be honest. Like there's just all these like suspiciously empty <laughs> spots on the screen where there would have been Pokemon doing like, Pokemon stuff. <laughs> when I think about the film, the opening is very Pokemon heavy. Right. The ending is kind of Pokemon heavy, but there are whole stretches where okay pikachu's there but the rest of it is just humans and it's meant to be this world where pokemon and humans live side by side right yeah uh let's talk about the film itself it is it's okay it's all right i wouldn't watch it again but ryan reynolds as pikachu is excellent As, as soon as he enters the film the film improves massively right yeah any scene he's in the film improves massively right he the only issue i have with it is that he's essentially playing a PG Deadpool. Yeah. Like, some of the comments... He makes a comment about the only time the main character's ever spoken to a woman was in the birth canal. Like, <laughs> this is meant to be a PG film, or like a 12A film. Yeah. But, you're, but no, that's fine. You can make the kids think about birth. At that's the, safe. <laughs> at the end Not of America. the film... I'll say this to, to anyone who has watched it, or if, James, if you ever plan to watch it... Yeah, I'll watch the it. The ending, the big reveal at the end... Um, is I I'm still like I'm still thinking about it and it, it's, it's a Pikachu it's a Pokemon film, the film it, it just boggled me the the final end of the conclusion the whole wrap up <laughs> the main guy who's been looking for his dad the whole time uh-huh. and in the final five minutes they they wrap that up and I'm still just like wait what the, wait because the, they did a bad job or a good job because it doesn't really because it because they didn't satisfy you it doesn't satisfy they me. didn't it work also, hard for it it also doesn't explain why Pikachu, or rather Ryan Reynolds, is speaking so, like, like PG Deadpool through the whole film. They show the reveal, they do the big reveal, and it explains things about his dad, the main character's dad, and suddenly I'm thinking, wait, if if that happened that, if that's that means that, then why is Pikachu being such a, like, a douchebag the entire way through the right, show? So turn your brain off for this film. Absolutely. And it's it's fine, like, it's a, it's a little bit of a nostalgia trip, but it's okay. I'd stay at home for this. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll probably not watch it in cinema. I'll wait till it comes out. Okay, but there's one film that I, ha- I... I have. I have one question to ask about. Okay, go. Pikachu. Do they do eye contact convincingly? Yes. Because since I don't think any film since Who Framed Roger Rabbit has done human to 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 random animal eye contact you know CG convincingly. There is there is one thing I did notice because obviously Pikachu. I know this is stating the obvious. Pikachu is not in the shot when they're filming. Yeah. So a lot of their shots would have just been filming grass. Yeah. And obviously they're unable to edit the shot afterwards. Mm-hmm. So sometimes Pikachu is framed slightly <laughs> slightly unusual fashion, and sometimes like maybe his ear drifts out of shot as the camera just like drops down a little bit too far. Right. Yeah. So they've also they've obviously had a little bit of problems there. But that's, that's not happened. always problems. So Roger Rabbit, you can look into this. It was super, really, really clever how they put him and all the yeah. animated characters in in frame and in screen, like and sorting out eye contact. So if the actors' eye like eyes drifted to where they weren't meant to be, they just had Roger do a little like Looney Tunes neck extension to put his eyes in the right place that's the kind of thing of stuff you can get away with with films that are less physics based but these new films they're always so tied into real world physics yeah that if the actor makes one slip up that you can't do anything about it you can't just have like pikachu float a wee bit to get to get <laughs> eye contact right they have to be so clever and so on point yeah okay so, yeah i'm i i'm yet to see a film that does like human to 
to non-human CGI interaction as, okay. con- as convincingly as Roger Rabbit. Interesting, right? Now, before we wrap up and talk about uh, Game of Thrones, for those of you who are sticking around to the end, James, what else have you been watching? Uh, I have finished the latest season just in time for the next one to come out. Off oh, the History Channel's Vikings. Hey, it's awful. Right. It's so bad. It keeps okay. getting worse every season. Keeps getting worse and worse. You're still watching worse. it though. I'm, I'm a I'm a completionist. <laughs> I want to see I want to see what they do with these dumb characters. <laughs> this show, <laughs> like literally, the timeline for this show. You've the main characters now are the children of the guy who was the main character for season one. Okay, but they're they're the children that were born when his oldest son was like twenty. He, like his actor was 20 okay. so it's a bunch of babies for they, they met that actor who was 20 then just kind of still looks the same age now all yep. the other ones have aged up his mother the 20 year old mother just looks kind of like the same age but with gray hair now she suddenly like over the course of one episode got gray hair and like and the, to be fair i had white hair at 13 so and one of the director whose name is hearst one of his daughters is an actress an actor in this film rather and her character was married to a, to the villain in season one. Right. And now she's married to this guy's son, grown up son, and she hasn't aged at all. <laughs> <laughs> and these are the these are the small issues of this. Wait, show. wait, wait. Has 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 the Vikings been going on for twenty years? Well, the show hasn't, but the but the story has. Right. So they've been like jumping. huge time skips. Okay, fine. Yeah. So like in season one, there's a gi- giant time skip at the end to age up the the main character's son and he's been great and the acting's like quite often very good quite often very bad there's a lot of it that's quite often very good quite often very bad the story writing's dire <laughs> <laughs> like one of the characters for this season got killed off by poisoning and this is a good thing <laughs> i enjoyed his i enjoyed his character i thought oh this is an interesting character but then they killed him off so i was disappointed right until it, with his dying breath he did the most convincing table head slam i have ever seen in tv really he smacked that table with, with his head on the way down he bounced off it it was hilarious i'm gonna have to find this yeah Come <laughs> so i was really annoyed that one of the few good well-acted characters that was left that was interesting and had any level to him and any any like 3d character aspects was dying because he dies for like five minutes because it's poisoning <laughs> until he did that head slam that head slam was golden <laughs> Right. Okay, James. Let's finish up, but let's talk about. I've also watched John Wick. Oh, the second, the one. second one, not the third one. Not the third one. Do Just you want to, go to see prepare. That this week, by the way, I would like to see John Wick. Okay, let's go. Let's do it. I w- I wanted to watch the second one again. The film that kind of took took the first one and made you have to like care a little bit less about physics and gun laws. They kind of spent a wee bit more Hollywood money. Yeah, it's on a, that yeah, a little one. bit more Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah, but I I just love that. It's film it's good. So it's good fun. I think my favorite bit is when they're like shooting each other with silence or pistols yeah. across yeah. like a walkway in, a public in public area, yeah. people like silencers are not that quiet but that's that's that but these are like the most highly paid assassins in this fictional world of like i i could believe that they could have silence i'm gonna suspend my my, right. my disbelief for that one i can i can accept that these people who have the most high-tech <laughs> weapons have silencers that work that well okay but no the payoff for that film was setting up the third one where john wick's got to fight literally the whole world the whole world if the film's build-up is great john wick actually has like character like in an action film that, is me- that has no substance john wick actually gets character development yeah he does it's it's so good and keanu's 
Keanu's like still the best guy in the world. Keanu is the best. He's guy like in the world. one. He's he's one of the few charming Hollywoods left. Let's finally talk about Game of Thrones. So, just for a little bit of context, the final episode is this Monday morning. Yeah, it's like yeah, tomorrow technically, right? Yeah. In our absence, we've had episodes four and five. Yeah. Are um, we gonna let's let's have a little bit of spoilers I, I, here because we're gonna need yeah, to, we're gonna I, need to talk I, about it. I feel like because episode six is literally tomorrow, and we're gonna talk about that next week we can we can break the rule now we have right. reached the end of the season we can talk a wee bit more in depth about this first of all there is a petition yeah. to remake season eight because the fans are so unhappy with it obviously that's never going to happen but that uh, is that a fair assessment <laughs> of how bad the season has been yeah the petition's almost got a million signatures yeah i, I so agree this I is agree. a fair assessment the okay. season has been it, it just this season has been an absolute pile of people not caring about the show anymore well, see let me just dis- i disagree with you because but that pile is two people <laughs> obviously all the fans ire is being directed to D to bear yeah. and vice yeah i and that is correct because the writing has been horrible and everything else has been so high quality and such high effort all the like stunts all the um all, all the acting set design yep. set building all the extras like all every single department in this in this show did well except the writing department. Okay, well, let me say first of all, I think part of that, and it's also why season seven was was poorer, is because well, and six was bad, and five was bad. Oh, five was all right. Bad. They're they're unable to use the books anymore because the books yeah. are yet to be finished. So all they've got from George is like this character does this at the end. Yeah, this exactly. Does this at the and end? So, so they're like, well, let's get them to do that. So they've just had to Hollywoodize it, but also they've just done a really terrible job of doing even that. Yeah, I I don't want to say that they're bad at all original writing. Like this petition says that they're incompetent writers. I disagree. Granted, they were adapting for the first like six seasons, yeah, and six. the first four of those in particular were good. Um, like really good but there are a lot of scenes and some of the best scenes and some of the best scenes of just straight clean dialogue in this show are completely original D&D scenes yeah like they're, they're the characters that are talking do not have any POV chapters in the books and some of the dialogue and some of the scenes and some of the decisions that were made for those were absolutely incredible like not incompetent at all so somewhere down the line, right, so years what, into this show, so what's the problem? They got bored. Do you they ge- got bored do you of making. Think that? They got bored of making Game of Thrones, and they wanted to do other stuff. Because if you're not bored, and HBO goes, "We'll give you ten to fourteen seasons with li- unlimited money," you'd go, "Yeah, I'll have fourteen, please," and I'll keep having fun writing this. See, I you just... wouldn't go. I want two. <sighs> and I don't want them to be full seasons. I want two half seasons. I find it really difficult to see how you could get bored making arguably the biggest TV show in the world right now. Yeah, well, these are two people that managed to make Game of Thrones bad. So if anyone can get bored doing a thing, it's two people that clearly aren't humans. Okay. <laughs> and let's just talk about the act, what, the, what happened in these episodes four and five. I think almost all the plot points are good if you earn them. Yes. What they've done is they just skipped all the earning. They skipped all the writing that it takes to make a character twist. They skipped all the writing that it takes to get people to different places and to have surprises happen and to have expectations to be subverted, right? For example, Daenerys becoming the Mad Queen. I did expect that at some point, but the way it was done has not been earned. It didn't make any sense. So in episode, at the end of episode, no, in episode four, people start just because Danny's 
come to the Westeros, literally saved the world, sacrificed half her army in the process, the first thing people start doing is going, oh, I think she might be crazy. All the, all the characters, oh, I'm worried about her. She's, yeah. She hasn't looked crazy at all. You, like One of the big problems is that they, they never told, um, oh, what's her name? Amelia Clark. Amelia Clark. They never told her until this season that she was going to swing to bad. So she's had, she, instead no, of having seven seasons worth of nuanced acting where yep. it's like, oh yeah, she could actually be bad right now. She's had, she's been thinking she's the savior the whole time. So she's acting straight up savior. Yeah. Well, ever since like season one. And now she's got to suddenly twist it in one episode. So they just made all the characters distrust her, but they haven't earned my distrust at all. The only thing that I can say in their defense is that in maybe season two and three, she talked about fire and blood, fire and blood. Yeah, and that's but that's been that's the only thing I can. So think she of. did. She repeated her book mantras, like she says that in the books. So they put it in the show, and there is some foreshadowing like that in the show, and that's fine. And I, I, like, it's great to foreshadow that someone's going to swing bad, but you have to show the progression from good to bad. You can't just be like, yeah, like all her friends got kind of killed, so now she's really evil now and kills kills innocent people for fun. Yeah. Okay. And so tell me. Is there a way they can wrap up the season in an episode? Yes, and in a satisfying <laughs> manner. No, they've already failed. The Jamie and Cersei storyline—they failed already. They That's did, over. Yep. Yep. Euron—they failed. Who, by the way, can we just talk about that? By the way, the fact that Jamie's just wandering along this cave and then Euron teleports Euron to is, exactly the right place again. Like that, when that happened, I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Yeah. Like just this right time and place. It was so annoying. Yeah. And that is a perfect example yeah. of how this show has just totally collapsed well you're on all characters because his actor came in having read the books spouting that this character was going to make ramsey bolton look tame because in the books you is terrifying yeah he's pure evil and he's pure powerful and in the show he's just kind of like someone miscast pirates of the caribbean absolutely yeah he's a part of the caribbean villain. he's a part he's a pirate of the caribbean secondary pirate he's one of the <laughs> he's one of barbosa's bad guys yeah, no, you're right. You're absolutely right. And and his last his last lines dumb. Everything he did was dumb. Every and Jon Snow, our main character, without a doubt, like there's there's the two main characters in this show. He is no, he's the main character. He's oh yeah, but Danny is like the main character. Like it just depends what, what argument you're taking, because they both have had their own focused storylines. Yep. Everybody else has have been a muddy mess. So Jon, he's done nothing this whole season. Your main guy, the guy that like half the fan base is watching the show for. Is like an extra, and he's getting paid millions, but he's an extra, and like he's he's still he's got some storyline, but he doesn't do anything, and like they've got they've got all the characters in the world doing nothing for an hour each day, yep, and then some big explosion at the end. Okay, so how how does this show resolve? Who's dying? Uh, Danny dies. Arya kills her because they're giving Arya all the kills these days. Um, Jon Snow might do it. Who knows? Davos stands and does nothing again, even though he's <laughs> the best character left in the show. Yep. Um, Bronn shows up now that they've killed off Cersei so they can have him back in the show now because Lena Headey's not there to be angry at him Absolutely. in person. Yep. He's going to show up and do something, um, but he hasn't actually done any killing, so maybe he's going to kill Danny. <laughs> that would be really annoying. Um, Drogon gets killed. Actually, Arya's gonna kill Drogon. John's gonna kill Danny. Okay. Um, <laughs> and then they'll do like this. That'll be the first half of the episode. The second half of the episode will be like 
an 80s sitcom's final episode where they do like the 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 soft the softly lit like slightly blurred scenes of people like reuniting and being happy oh, edmure tully's gonna be back you know that guy we haven't seen in five five seasons he's like still in the in the twins Arya forgot to save him we're gonna find out who's in charge of the reach now nobody knows because they just killed off the tyrells and wrapped that one up we're yep. gonna find out who this nameless prince of dorne is because the the whole army of dorne was three girls who got killed by euron and they're they're gone <laughs> the golden com like golden company is just gone I, I, everything's just gone there were so many plot lines and their their solution to having lots of plot lines was instead of like writing them to a conclusion they just cut them off yeah destroyed those plot lines so the last episode is going to end with a whole bunch of like reunions here's what happened 20 years later here's what happened like <laughs> they're going to do the whole like freeze frame john snow went on to <laughs> reform the wall in the night's watch because actually the, the white walkers are still a threat Arya, and Arya now lives in pennsylvania Arya, after having her whole character act turned around in the only convincing way in the season thanks you thank you sandor for a nice charming moment is now actually married to <laughs> to what you may call his face right Okay. The new Baratheon boy. They, they're they're really, really real storms end happily, and everybody loves them. Let's 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 wrap King's up. Landing is completely destroyed. There's five peasants left. Yeah, okay. Danny ate them all. Drogon didn't eat any of them. It was Stop. actually just Danny. Let's uh, let's bring this to a close, James. If people want to get in touch, if they want to complain about our, views like, did we tell throws, people to skip that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if they haven't seen the show, it's fine. We should re-edit it. If it's we fine. James, how do people get in touch? Email us at csubray at gmail.com. We want to hear anything, anything at all from you. If you've got some life troubles, <laughs> if you've got some life troubles, then you let us know those and we'll solve them for Absolutely, you. Absolutely, we'll, we'll do help that. you out. If you've got some cat issues, I can help you because I'm a cat expert now. She's, I'm yeah, showing Colin the latest trick. That's really taught cool. Her, I've taught her how to, how to touch. Oh, no, she's, she's, done, she's done it twice and not received any food. So no, there we go. Now she's biting your finger. Eh, not biting. She was, that was gentle. Okay. Never really mind. Cool. That was that was a visual a visual um, input for the audio podcast. There, <laughs> if you got opinions that you dis if you got any of our opinions that you disagree with, let us know because we enjoy that. We like being challenged. Absolutely, I'm always wrong anyway. I just need to be told that I am, and no one does. Well, Please I'm start. More, I'm more wrong than you are. We're both wrong all the time, and no one challenges us. And then we just end up thinking that we're right because we are a two person echo chamber. <laughs> <laughs> So oh, please, man, that's that's a, open a, a, the door. Let these echoes out. <laughs> okay, James, thank you very much. Um, Tweet us, Seesaw Parade. Snapchat, Snap Seesaw Parade. You know where we are. Send us a letter. Just write our name on the on the letter and send it. It, it will it will get to us. Okay. Um, of course, remember to add us on Snapchat at Seesaw Parade for some inane banter and a lovely video of James, which I'm going to do right now. Whoa! It's a video of James. Okay. <laughs> right. I'll see you all next week, James. Thank you very much. We'll see you soon. Yeah, bye Colin. This is a pleasant episode. Goodbye, Danny. Goodbye, Drogon. <laughs> <laughs>